Yo, what's going on, world? We made it. <clears throat> yes. Just so right. How you feeling today, Mojo? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Just so much stuff going on in the world. Inflation has hit 8.5%. They say this is the highest it has been since the 70s and 80s. Yeah. It ain't going down. You got uh, you got the stuff going out in Shanghai. This is a this is a city of 26 million, over 26 million people they have. They have one lockdown. Right. 26. Stuck in buildings. Yes, Apart, sir. Long, tall apartment buildings. People forced to jump out to their death. Trying to get some food. Trying to get some daylight. Some fresh air. They can't work. They can't go out to get food. Their food sources are running scarce. And people are like, literally, as Mojo said, jumping out of the windows in Shanghai, jumping to their deaths. And this is out in China. This is a city of 26 million people, a modern day city. This is not, this is a, a modern day city. Yeah. I mean, you can imagine what they got in store for the rest of the you know, people involved or the rest of the country, I should say. Like you said, this is one city we're talking about. So imagine what they've got in store for the rest of the country if they could lock down a whole entire city of only excess of 20 million people. It's a billion people in China, so you could just imagine what's about to happen. So that stuff, I don't know, man. It's crazy, I pray for man. them, you know. It's I pray crazy. For them. Just, I hope, you know, that they get, you know, the help. But honestly, there's no help that can help them other than themselves unless they revolt against the government, which they're not going to do. And I can't blame them. Just imagine like Mojo, just imagine like you happen to like, like just imagine us being locked in the house, not being able to come out, not having food, not being able to go to the store. We were being able to see your family. We were. We called it quarantine. Yeah, but 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 we're out traveling during quarantine. You, You were still able to be let out. These people forget quarantine. These people in Shanghai over in China, they're not being able to come out of their house at all. You cannot come out. 100% lockdown. You can't, if you, you know, food essentials are running low. You know, they're taking, if, if you're getting tested for COVID, if you have COVID, they're taking you away and they're sending you to camp. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, it's 100% crazy. lockdown. Um, yeah. And what are you supposed to do if you got pets? You know, that's why I believe you see the bags, you know, the trash bags with the cats in them and stuff like that. Like, people are even tossing their pets out. They took away their animals. They they took them away. 
They're not tossing them because I'm pretty sure I ain't gonna say that, but they would rather keep the pets. Put it like this. They're actually their animals are being their their cats and dogs are being taken away from them. Well, I'd be a source of food eventually. But you know what? There was also a uh, great famine in China before, and I want to say uh, this was like forty years ago. I'm gonna it check was a it. Just, famine. Yeah, they said uh, it was a great Chinese famine. And the period was between 1959 and 1961. Mm. And um, yeah, it was basically the famine that killed up to 45 million people. Remains a taboo subject in China 50 years later. Mm. 45 million people, bro. And they got 26 million people on lockdown. 45 million died? Yes. So this is a... Yeah, was it... So this is happening like 19... Between 1950... Started in like 1959. So this happened in 1959. So more, you know... Uh, let's see. Oh, it's a lot Damn, of stuff in there. Yeah. It says, man, um, a decade after the Communist Party took power in 1949, promising to serve the people, mm. the greatest man made disaster in history stalks an already impoverished land. Wow. So people were begging for food. It says, um, whoa. Well, that's kind of what they're doing now. People died in the family. They didn't bury the person because they could, because they could still collect their food rations. They kept the bodies in bed and covered them up, and the corpses were eaten by mice. People ate corpses and fought for the bodies. In Gangzhou, they killed outsiders. People told me strangers passed through and they killed and ate them, and they ate their own children. Terrible, terrible. And this is all via the Guardian. So their family turned into cannibals, basically turned them into cannibals. Yeah, guys. I mean, we're not. I'm not going to get too deep into the story. There's a mm. lot of details, but just look up the Great Famine in China. True story. Yeah, and look up what's going on out there in Shanghai. Uh, basically, look what's look and up. Don't think this is no regular, uh, regular city. Shanghai is like a New York over here. Like Shanghai is a very popular city in China. So yes, like the. Like, yeah, imagine Manhattan, you know what yeah. I mean? Now, Manhattan, I believe, only has a couple million people in it, but this city has like 26 million people. Yeah, we're talking about like if they lock down Dallas and Houston. Let's see what else we got. People can't come out. That's. So we got. They got to rise up. Yeah. I yeah, like I guess say. they're saying rise. It's like if you do rise up, then it's just like, bro, like, I don't even think they have any. You can't rise up when you don't have any weapons. You don't have food. Yeah, you, you don't, don't have you, you have a have, whole when military rise, and police army. It don't matter. You. It don't matter. So run the risk of just getting slaughtered. How right. About that, because they're going to slaughter. Either you're going to die or get slaughtered. So what would you rather do? I'd rather get slaughtered. And that's why you got people jumping, bro. People jumping out of their windows, and these are high-rise yeah, buildings. Not, before I jump out my window, I'm 
as Wayne said, I have a death worth living. Yeah, I'd have a death worth living before I jumped out that window. I'm going outside and I'm snatching up at least like three, four military officers for they pop me and do whatever they got to do for me. But I ain't going out like that. I can't jump. I ain't going to say I'm jumping out. Nowhere. I can't do that. I got to go out. You know, I got to go down. It's going down. I can't do it, man. That's sad, though. Yeah, man. So prayers out to Shanghai, man. And uh, don't you all think that this can't happen over here? You know, you, like I said. Um, oh, no. If, if this will happen. If- the only reason why it ain't happened yet is because we buy our arms. That's it. We yeah. got the right to buy our arms. And you That's see it. they're making laws to take those away. Absolutely. Which is another thing. Um, get, your gun, get your gun game together. Get your gun game together. Buy as many as you can. Get as many bullets as you can because they will be taking them off the shelves. And they will be collecting the ones that you got. And look out for that. When it'll happen, who knows? But it's almost safe to say it's coming one day. Okay, so what else do we got? Um, Real quick, uh, Alabama committee passes the HB 322. This bill will Mm. ban transgender women from women restrooms and ban transgender men from men restrooms and schools. Whoa. It now goes to the full Senate for the pool passage. So for the for the full passage. So basically hmm. they're banning transgender women from women restrooms and transgender men from men. Girl bah. <laughs> so uh dang. Man, yeah. So they're trying they're trying to get this uh bill passed feel? out in Alabama and now it goes to the Senate to see if it's gonna be uh fulfilled. How you feel about it? Um, honestly, I, I like the bill. You know, I'm not saying, you know, I, I feel like, mm. you know, you've been hearing stories of uh, things, ha- you know, these, you know, transgender kids have been raped, you know, took, you know, sexually assaulted in some of these restrooms. And I'm not saying that it's happened yeah. all the time, but I have read stories that, you know, of course, that you can Google up that um that have occurred you know sexual assaults now i don't know if they're just you know if it's again this is just stories that i've looked up but again um as long as no one's been mistreated um i'm okay for the bill you know what i mean uh you use a restroom here we use a restroom here and cool yeah i think with the rise of um hypersensitivity especially in schools now, this is it's not saying this is a, a nationwide like uh, ev- everywhere in stores or anything. They're just saying that this is in schools. So not in retail stores, not in public restaurants, you know, not out in well, the public. Again, I mean, they're basically drawing a distinction for them to be doing this in, in schools makes them draw the distinction early. Either a boy or you're either a girl. They're basically saying it's, there's no in between because, again, it's not a it was supposed to have been a sexuality. I didn't know that it was turning into a gender until I started looking at some of the laws and policies. So that's pretty much what this law and policy is. It's making children make a strong, strong distinction, either boy or girl. There is no in between, which is mighty strange. And like you said, there actually is good because if we were to implement this in regular society and keep, you know, um, transsexuals out of um, men, out of women's bathroom, transsexual women out of men's bathroom, then it would eliminate a lot of the hypersexuality going on. And if people think that, oh, that's just a small percentage of people, that's the same thing people bring up when they're talking about abortion and people getting raped. 
versus people having abortions and stuff like that. Also, if you think it's a game, it just segue. Let's just segue into our next segment about how people think, oh, that's not true. That's not fair. That's only a small percentage of people. Well, what about the men who are out here faking? I ain't going to say faking, but, you know, claiming they're transgenders and then they're going to prison and getting women pregnant. Oh, yeah. So what was there was actually in prison with in New Jersey. Um, yeah. Two women came up preg- pregnant by a transgender woman yep. in prison. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And that wow, that was nuts. When I heard that, <laughs> no pun intended, but that was nuts, man. So it's like, okay, if you allow transgender women to be housed with women, how how do you still litigate to avoid things from like this happening? So in 2020 and it was consensual. So no one was taking advantage. No, of. no, this no. Was I'm consensual. just saying in 2021, Congress enacted a policy to allow prisoners to be housed in accordance to their preferred gender identity, which in terms, if you want to know what that means, that means that they've got 800 inmates and out of 800 inmates, 27, I think Hold on real fast. Let me get that right. Uh, let me see here. The policy was a part of a settlement from a civil rights suit that brought by a brought by a woman forced to live in a men's prison for 18 months. Mm-hmm. Now, out of that, that turns into more than 800 prisoners, including 27 transgender women in those prison in that prison, I should say. So, yeah, Jersey Correctional Facility. Mm. Well, I'm interested. I'm going to keep an eye on this. I'm interested to see, yeah. like, are there going to be uh, any any kickback from this? Are they going to the uh, Edna Mahan Correctional Facility is the name of the place to be specific. OK, they call them unidentified jailbirds. I'm going to be a little more respectful to you ladies, but the um, inmates. Yeah, this was at Edna. Mahan. This is at Edna Mahan Correctional Facility in New Jersey, unfortunately. Well, I won't say unfortunately, because like Myra said, this was consensual. Um, where do you stand on that? Transsexuals being in a women's prison. Where do you stand on that? No, I don't I don't think they should be housed with the women. Why um not? why not? They're women. Feel like they're women. No, okay, no, that's that's totally Girl, fine. Bah. But um I don't know. I just I just would prefer like if if you know if you are I feel like there should be a, a fine line between, especially when when you have to uh, be around someone for. And I should I shouldn't even say that. Um, what I will say is that this. Let me let me rephrase this. If you will allow men and women to be housed together, then there will be no need for a men and women's prison. Just make it universal. If that's the case, I'm with it. If that's the case, just make it I'm universal. That. That's all I'm saying. So, to hey. be honest with you, I'm with that. I just, I think the whole point is, is that they don't want to have, they don't want inmates having sex in prison, which I get, because then then that turns into a privilege and it turns into fun, and they don't want you having fun in prison. I'm understandable. Thing right. is, is that they are having sex in prisons, whether they allow it or not, and unfortunately, it's not. Um. It's basically, you know, like you said, all men's prisons. So who are the men having sex with? Other men. Who are the women having sex with? Other women. If you house them together, they're just going to turn into a bunch of inmates having sex with each other and a bunch of pregnant children and a bunch of babies being born in the system already on top of the ones being born in the system. So that's where I go with it. I don't want to see more children being born into the system, which is exactly what that would lead to. Right. That would be 
life. There will be inmates. I got I got 30 years, she got 24. And we gonna have a baby. You know what I'm saying? Like stuff like that. So that's what we Yeah, because I wonder, yeah, how do you so what do you do about if you're housing these uh transgender women and these women together, what do you do when when uh when people when the women start to get pregnant? How do you handle that? Well, we're about to find out. <laughs> you trippy. We're about to find out because they it literally just happened. So um well I'm interested. I'm like you, I'm interested. I want to follow this and see how the suit um how this whole situation goes moving forward. But definitely something I wasn't expecting to hear about. But it is 2022 and anything is possible, clearly. So there you have it. Transgenders okay, cool. getting women pregnant in the women's prison. And to be clear, unfortunately, I think. If I find out these brothers aren't actually transgender women and they're just using this as a ploy, then God bless them. Shouts, I ain't gonna say God bless them because you know they're gonna be dealt with. But that was pretty clever. That's pretty clever. I'll just say that. That's pretty clever. Also, um, the governor of Michigan. I don't know if you all remember this, but uh, the governor of Mi- Michigan. Her name is Gretchen Whitmer. Mm. And um, little Gretch, and what she do? You know, there was a conspiracy for her to be kidnapped. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Something like uh, something like that. It was I like a couple men I don't, I don't remember planning on kidnapping details. her, and uh, there were like you know some type of evidence in regards to that. Mm-hmm. However, the men were caught. But just an update on the case: uh, there was a mistrial. Uh, two of the four men on trial were acquitted on Friday of conspiracy to kidnap the governor of Michigan. Mm-hmm. And a plot prosecutors said was motivated by fury at the Democrats' tough COVID-19 restrictions in the early stages of the pandemic. Okay. So that's just a quick update on that. We got the New York. Oh, so they're acquitted. Yeah, they're acquitted. So who came up with the ploy to kidnap her then? If who came? What do you mean? Who came up with the ploy? If somebody conspired to kidnap her and the kidnappers aren't the kidnappers. They got a tip, allegedly. So they got an alleged tip of a plotted kidnapping but the kidnappers aren't the kidnappers so where do we go now i guess i'm asking i don't know i'm pretty sure maybe they may try to appeal it or something i don't but if you've been acquitted i think that's it right yeah so i I think that's it so do we need to find new kidnappers because it was four of them and uh oh they still got two more left but i think two of them i think they had already got off i don't know i could be wrong but this would be something interesting to keep an eye on. And also, we got the New York Definitely. Lieutenant, Brian Benjamin. Oh, yeah, this guy. He was arrested. Now, I was looking at some of it. I didn't get a chance to read all of it. Now, what did this guy do? So the New York Lieutenant's governor resigns after being charged with bribery and fraud. So basically, Benjamin was appointed as Lieutenant Governor in August 2021. He is being charged with one count of federal program bribery, one count of honest services wire fraud, and one count of conspiracy to commit those offenses and two accounts of falsification of records. Yeah. The, the charges carry with them a conviction of five to 20 years in prison per count. While a state senator in 2019, Benjamin was granted 50000 to use in his district toward entities such as libraries, schools, and nonprofit organizations, oh, according on, to the man. indictment. 
Come on. The money allegedly went to a nonprofit ran by a real estate developer who Benjamin had approached about fundraising. Initially, the developer voiced uncertainty about being able to procure campaign funds for Benjamin. But upon receipt of the grant, contributed $25,000 to Benjamin's re-election campaign, the Justice Department said. My office and our partners at the FBI and DOI will continue to ensure the politicians who put themselves over the public interest will be prosecuted, U.S. Attorney Damian Williams said. Allegedly. Between October 2019 and January 2021, the real estate developer allegedly continued to secure, secure campaign money for Benjamin's unsuccessful run for New York City's comptroller. So it's a lot of information there, but I'll stop right there. But uh, just to update you all on that, he has stepped down um, charges. He has faced charges. And this is all according to NPR.org. So if you want, you can read more up on it. Um, President Biden announces 800 million in new assistance to Ukraine for mostly weapons. U.S. has already provided more than two billion in direct aid and Biden last month signed a government funding bill authorizing a total of 13.6 billion in spending to defend Ukraine. Uh, so, <laughs> so, so they got they got damn near. Three billion dollars that they could just shipped off overseas, but got the nerve to hound me down over student loans. <laughs> me and people like me, me and my me yes, and yes, me and my fellow student loans, yeah, me yes. and my fellow loaners. <laughs> they got the nerve to get on us as a people. Man, they got enough money to cancel the student debt. Put thirteen point six billion on the student debt. I know some. Put thirteen point six billion or two billion inside of these impoverished neighborhoods yeah. where all this crime is going down, and bring some jobs into the neighborhoods. So all the you know you can de-escalate some problems there. Put thir- put 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 some of these billions of dollars into, into some of Mother's these under. Mother's under- got a hundred million to spend and send overseas, but can't spend ten million on the projects. Put some of this money into some of these schools with old books that's 30 years old that's far behind times put some of this money in after school programs put some this put some of this money into fixing up some of these roads and highways and all types of stuff you know when you elect people that's what you expect to be done when you elect people to be in office you expect things to get done like that yeah we can put you in a position of power for nothing just to sit there and look cute or to sit there and mimic what they told you to say. Like, come on, man, do something. It's like, you know, that one, it's like that, like, you know, it's like kicking it, like poking at a rock. Do something. Come on, man. Yeah, it's terrible. Um, Let's see. And like I said, got the nerve to hound me down <laughs> by student loans. And y'all got the money. Clearly, y'all already got the check. What you want? What you want my little check for? Y'all already got a check. We need that. Man. They, they don't need they want that <laughs> and then got the nerve to, to get got the nerve to start looking around looking clueless oh my god no one wants it's hard to find employment these children are so lazy they don't want to work like nigga work for what you gonna take the money anyway what i'm working for you to take my money the fuck? yeah they want you because they need taxes if you don't work <laughs> they don't have the tax money I know. You think they want to spend their own money? No, they want to use our tax dollars. So yes, we need you working. That's why so, nah, when I the job money. Mojo, that's why when the job market started go, I mean when un- unemployment started to shoot up, 
Mm. I bet, and I'm just, I just my conspiracy. I bet they're like, wait a second, tax money is is going down a bit. Wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You know what? They using all this cash app and stuff. Oh, don't worry, we'll get them anything six hundred and over. You will be needing a W two for on that. Yeah, we need in on that. Y'all better start putting food reimbursement on them uh, cash app. <laughs> Okay. Free game. What else we got? Yeah, that's the plug right there. Uh, we got Governor Ron DeSantis signs groundbreaking legislation to support involved fatherhood in Florida. It says uh, Governor Ron DeSantis signed the HB 7065, which includes educational programs, mentor mentorship programs and one-on-one support to encourage responsible and involved fatherhood in Florida. The bill is tied to nearly 70 million in funding to provide a wide spectrum of family and youth support through the department of juvenile justice and the department of children and family services. He quote unquote says there are more than 18 million children in our country who live without a father in their home. This has a severe impact on children and often leads to dropping out of school, crime and substance abuse. Incredibly, there are those who diminish the importance of fatherhood and the nuclear family. Mm. We will not let that happen in our state. I am proud to say we are doing everything we can to support involve fatherhood in Florida. Mm. Bravo, DeSantis. Yeah, shout out to him, man. Because, you know, Mojo, I want to ask you how you feel about the monthly, it. He raising up the monthly um, stipend bill from 1200 to 1700 for young adults who previously were in a uh, foster care home that are attending post-secondary school. Shouts out to him. That's great. Mojo, I want to ask you how you feel. Well, I know you don't have any children, but you are a guy. But I will say this. I love There are a lot of programs for single women to keep women Okay, if you're a single mother, we got this check for you. We'll put you in this house yeah. as long as you don't have a man with you. There's also um, another, I think in, in I think in Georgia there was like you had to be a minority um, if you are a single parent making such amount. Mm. They were start going to give you like a free check every month. You mm. know what I mean? Yeah. But I don't know. How do you feel about this bill? You know, because this is like I'm not saying this is the first time this has ever been done, but this is in the wild of what. And I didn't even hear this being well, promoted in the media. Well, remember in um the one, I forget the name of the country, but remember there were certain countries implementing the fact that, you know, when women get pregnant, they get maternity leave, right? Mm-hmm. You know, there were certain countries implementing that for men as well. They were giving them paid time off, you know, giving them a two or three month grace period after having a new child to get adjusted to having a baby and having to get back into their work schedule and everything. Mm-hmm. So shouts out to those. But um, far as this bill goes, you're absolutely right. There's a lot for women to do when they come into a situation where they're ending up as a single parent, which a lot of them are. Unfortunately, you got Planned Parenthood. You've got um, counselors, um, counsel work and women, uh, men and women. You have um, bills, you have laws, you have uh, legislation, a whole bunch of things to protect and help women who are single mothers out here, which is great. And there should be more. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong, but you're absolutely right. I can't tell you. One, other than what we're talking about right now with DeSantis and the bills that I was talking about earlier, those are in different countries. So far as the United States goes, I can't tell you one that supports a man 
if he goes into a situation where he too is going to have to take care of that child and he's going to have to help his woman and his woman's no longer working bringing in their second floor of income she's staying at home being a stay-home mother till the child is old enough you know to be given into secondary care and they can both go back to work so up until that point what is the man supposed to do what help does he get you know does he get help or is he just supposed to work you know 70 80 hours a week which he probably does anyway same thing with the woman are they supposed to just work 70 80 hours a week and hope that 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 check-in make it through you know um a lot of men you know i feel sorry because i know a lot of men that actually you know take care of their children you know actually have full custody of their kids and take care of their kids but at the same time it's not like they've got any governmental assistance or help to help them or educational or mentor mentorship programs so sometimes i get it the check is Absolutely. also important but also a program that's going to help you get on your feet a program that's going to help you put something on your plate like uh, maybe some type of job skill some type of education behind you uh some type of mentorship program you know a lot of people men and women need positive mentorship programs so yes i definitely applaud this bill and i would love to see more states and uh maybe cities implement this this bill as well yeah um I, I hope that you know he hopefully the next state that if if another states and hopefully another state does implement a bill like this hopefully they can expand on this bill and add more to it for sure like i said the more crucial thing to me is that the 1200 is going up to 1700 a month for children that were in the foster care system that are now living and going to you know post-secondary school that's beautiful for sure I, I think that helps out a lot because you know a lot of foster care kids i'm one of them a lot of foster care kids they go through it how how Especially. old were you when you when you got out the foster care system <sighs> do my, you know my situation is a little different because do not, you remember it yeah absolutely absolutely so you I were you were placing like a family that you didn't know yeah. how how long you were there uh probably like a year maybe some months or a year wow what was they, they pretty decent foster parents oh they were cool my foster brothers and sisters and mom they were all very cool do you, like, you know who they I, are you know their name I came out name no but I, I remember them. yeah absolutely you know what that's what's up because a lot of foster parents man people in the, the system money. they're doing it for the money but they're also and, and this is for the one i'm not saying for the for the good ones yes good great job to you may the lord bless you but there are ones who usually like you said do it for the money they beat the kids mm -hmm. take advantage of these kids oh yeah Terrible. um just all they neglect them just all types of stuff so um again yeah. um this is a good bill to be passed and uh again yeah. we would like to see see more of this man and shouts out to all the fathers out there you know i know you all don't get enough praise there are uh single fathers as well um who are yeah. doing it by their themselves and they don't get a, a lot of spotlight about that and there are single fathers who take care of their children and maneuver so again shout and out i to spoke you about this before with a young woman not too long ago and um she said well what is the percentage of men compared to women i said yeah i wouldn't care if it was five percent they still deserve some credit yeah they, they don't do. deserve no credit because it's only five percent of them. They don't deserve no credit. We shouldn't shine light on them. That's okay. So, For sure. Yeah. Oh, it is so crazy. Before we touch off the subject, I do want to say something, man. Sure. You ever look at pictures from like a long time ago? I mean, like maybe from the sixties, the mid seventies to the early seventies, mm -hmm. and you would see pictures of like whole families together. I mean, like mother and dad in the home. They they're taking pictures together, like. But now 
as as you know i was looking at a lot of older pictures and i saw that i'm like wow that's good like families were once like a whole unit but now when you see families it's the norm for a father not to be in the home yeah that's that's the norm so well uh, so, some some more willingly some fathers they willingly uh walk out uh, and they go make other families and they keep that train going and keep that train but, but I don't know but 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 sticking back to that I see a lot of families uh, you know they're separate and you gotta imagine like when the welfare system came into play that had a lot to do with it because it was just like yeah we'll give you this free check we'll give you uh, government assistance living but in return you could only make this certain amount of money yeah. uh, we have to see your check stubs and we have to know who's living in the house I'm going to send someone by there I'm going to send someone that. by and you cannot have a man in the house with you Yeah. so that's pretty interesting and that's all not I have to say not even the father that. of the children that live there you can't have them in the house with you so uh yeah, uh, like that's how I'm visiting. He need to sit outside and wait, you know, till yeah. we leave. Um, I'm trying to find this thing on. Uh, I can't find it. It's making well, you know, you continue to look out when you come, when you find it. We'll we'll come back to it. But no, nah, I mean, um, what you're talking about is true. Um, what I'm looking for was actually a statement. Um, it was like back in 1972 to 1985. Um, single family home. Um, were like they had the percentage for single family homes, and then they had the percentage for you know, um, basically, um, it was showing the difference in between then and now. So, basically, it was saying back in the day, you could live as a two income, two as a family, basically, mother, father, children off of one income back in the day. And there was more, there was still more time for you to come home from work and still get acclimated with your family versus nowadays where the mother and the father are off to work and there's no time in between for them to still try to raise the child so the child ends up growing up and being on their own the world way raises the child how can you raise Thank a child you. when um you're you're not even there when you're at work or the or the the mother is is gone or the father is gone and yeah. you're only able to be in for a few hours so technically come on you can so you know you're not helping with homework you're not monitoring what they see on on social media like yeah. you're not raising them no absolutely remember I, you know i told you know if you ain't raising your kids you know you don't let the streets raise I mean, the streets be the devil so um another thing that i want to talk about while we on this subject is the 10-year challenge that everybody was doing remember that so i look back in the day 10 years later this is me and all that good stuff i believe so i, I think so. in 2009 the average rent was 886 dollars 2019 rent went up to 1400 dollars as the average rate, right? In 2009, the average minimum wage was $7.25. You know, the average minimum wage in 2019 was mm. $7.25. Yeah, I know. Now, I, hold on, before I continue, because I want your opinion on that. I say that to say this. You know, me and my old lady, we've been looking for a house and everything, right? Housing market's crazy. Inflation's killing everything, right? So, not saying this is my situation. This is just what I'm using as an example. I go and I try to get a loan for a house, right? And they're telling me that I'm not approved for, say, a $300,000 loan. I'm, my credit is not good enough. My work history and credit is not good enough for a $300,000 loan. I can't afford that $300,000 loan would be switched and turned into about 
eight, nine hundred dollars a month for the mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. I can't afford that three hundred thousand dollar loan that's going to be nine hundred dollars a month for mortgage, right? Mm-hmm. But I definitely can pay fifteen hundred dollars a month in rent. Yeah, man. And you see what I'm saying? You know, what are your thoughts on that? I do want to speak on that. But before I get to that, I want to, when you were talking about min- the minimum wage, right? Oh, yeah. I just remember growing up and I remember um, $15 an hour sound like a dream, didn't it? Yes. I remember <laughs> like, being a teenager and my mom was making like $5.50 an hour. And I remember being a teenager thinking to myself, like, bro, how can a, and we had a whole house, like, how can a person live off five fifty an hour, have a family, hmm. be married? How can that? How can you? And then, and I'm just thinking about you. You mentioned a house. Just just change the topic. You mentioned a house, and then they tell you here you can have a house, and then, but you know what? Uh, yeah, it's gonna take you thirty years to pay off that house. Like I remember watching a movie, and uh, it was in. Um, a decent neighborhood and it was based in the 60s and in the movie a certain amount of people was able to afford some things the, the floor model colored tv and and all of that but then you had this black man his family come into this tv store and he passed up the floor colored tv model monitor the the tv whatever mm. and then the salesman was like Hey, you know, have you tried uh, looked at our new floor model color TV set? And he was just like, "Yeah, but I can't afford it." He was like, "Oh, you can now." He was like, "He was like, yeah, a couple years ago you could, but now we, we're making it to where it's just affordable to everybody. Um, you can put it in. You can make. We, we can put you on a payment plan." Which means they always could have. Not yes, they always could have, but. It's also another way to keep you in bondage. Yeah, absolutely. You can you can't afford the house. Don't worry. You can afford it now. You we can set you up a thirty year payment loan. You can't afford the TV. Don't worry. You can afford it now. Uh, you just just make continue to make some payments on it. You can't afford a car. Don't worry. You know what I mean? Like it's all it, assets, talk about it. So assets I didn't know. and liabilities. Liabilities over assets. When you have more liabilities. Then you do have assets. You will always be in bondage to where you won't be able to be financially free. And financially freedom is when you are really free. Boom. I said it. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Financial freedom goes back to that's that's freedom. Financial freedom is freedom. Do what you want and do what you can. If you're doing what you can, then you're not free. Doing what you want means you're financially free. I get up when I want to get up. I leave when I want to leave. If I want to go to the Alps today, we're going. If me and Myra want to go to Canada tomorrow, we're not waiting on a flight. We got a flight ready for us when we want one. We want things we want to do when you can do what you want to do. That's financial freedom. So now they know if they take away that financial freedom, we have nothing. Yeah. And that's really what we're all fighting for, that financial freedom. Because like you said, what if they take that away from us? And they and they're trying to they're trying to implement this digital currency. So now they can tell you not only they can monitor every single transaction that you do, but they they'll be able to put a pause to what they don't want you to spend your money on. They'll, they'll be able they to impl- put a pause on how much money you make. They'll be able to. Yes, they'll be able to implement a social a social credit score. You know what I mean? Oh, OK. So you were speeding over the limit. Oh, OK, cool. We're going to deduct this from your account. Oh, you got a, you got pulled over and you got you got a fight. You Imagine got- you get your paycheck. 
and you didn't put in your 40 hours and then you put in 20 hours of extra overtime and you get your check and it ain't looking right and you go to look at the deductions and you find out after taxes they took out an extra hundred dollars because you didn't have your seatbelt on when you pulled off the parking lot at the grocery store the other day <laughs> boy Ooh. they gonna be able to tell you like yo you spent three hundred dollars on groceries this month that's the cap that's the limit no more i would be so mad like but uh it would like words can't describe how mad i would be i already get mad when i look at my chicken and be stuff and i took out of it i can't pronounce like what the heck is this <laughs> so it's it's a lot. No, it's that's lot. crazy. And I would just tell people to pay attention to these laws and these bills that's uh being passed, man. Right. Get involved in in I'm not saying get involved with politics, but definitely pay attention what's going on in politics, what they're passing, uh, the real news, what they're talking about. Try to go uh, a little bit beyond your local news because that's what they want you to see. You know what I mean? And local yeah. news is kind of like the the news that uh th- that's planet that everybody sees, but um. <laughs> Go into some stuff that uh, check out. Start going digging deep into into these laws and bills that you don't uh, stop. Stop listening to the headline. Yes, you know the whole don't say gay bill and stuff like that. Like don't listen to the headlines. Even with this whole um, the bill we were just talking about with the whole improving you know fathers' chances and stuff like that. It's just like she said, do your research, dig into these bills because the way that the media is set up, they don't want you to know what's about. Okay, to so hold that thought. So, for example, Mojo, what you're saying, the way the media don't want you to know what's going on. So, for example, the Supreme Court they just reappealed the Clean Water Act of 1972, which provides federal standards to prevent water pollution by chemical, physical, and biological agents and known to cause cancer, disease, and nerve damage. Uh, it's been the cornerstone of Americans' water protection for nearly a half a century, and they didn't even publish their opinions as to why it got reappealed. So basically, guys, that bill was just passed. So now they're trying to tamper with the water. Wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. So is the bill for or against the tampering? The bill is basically it got reappealed. So basically, is it against the tampering with the water, or is it for the tampering of the water? It That's provides loose loopholes for tampering. Okay, so it's for the tampering of the water. Yeah. Okay. So, so yeah, we should we should definitely do some digging into why would you reinstate a bill like that unless you intend to tamper with the water. <laughs> Watch the water. And by the way, you all you watch the water. the water. Listen, watch the water documentary mem, uh, documentary on rumble.com. We're not going to get into that, but wow, it will definitely open your eyes up. It's called Watch the Water, and it's only available in full on rumble.com. So yep. you all definitely check that out. Yep. Um, Philadelphia also uh, reimposes uh, indoor mask mandates, first major U.S. city to do so. I like it. I actually think the masks are a good thing. So there's some there's some people out here who breath stink. And there's some people out here who just, you know, they just don't know how to behave. They just call forever. You know, they just it ain't like it's a small percentage. Well, like, uh, a mask about, can help for breath, but a mask about, is not going to help for anything else. I know, I know. I'm just saying, man. We got people out here, just 60% of the country, they just be... They just, <laughs> <laughs> right in front of you like you ever been in a grocery store and you just you have been in a grocery store and you hear them behind you just uh, 
<laughs> coughing up their whole life. <laughs> you wondering if they got, you know they ain't got their mouth closed because you can't hear it. You know, you can hear the bass in their voice. Like, ain't no way in here they got their hand covered over their mouth, man. Mm-hmm. No, I, I agree. Like, uh, um, but you're right. It's not going to help you against coughs or anything like that. I'm just saying there's some nasty folks in this world. Long story short. Also, uh, 200 birds um, came up dead. Um, I thought this was uh, slightly interesting. Uh, more than 200 birds? Yes, yeah, it says more than 200 birds have been found dead in the past week at Baker's Lake Forest Preserve in Barrington. And the culprit is suspected to be the avian flu strain that's sweeping the country, officials said. Um that's just something for people to keep an eye on. Like, you know, that's just weird. You know, uh, yeah. Anytime two hundred birds just drop out the sky, yeah, we need to be on that. Two hundred plus, two hundred plus, bro. Like, how? That's some whatever it is. It's it's extremely powerful, and um, I didn't know what's going on. Yeah. So that's just that's just a little quick update. For what's you. up with the avian flu? Is it real? Avian flu. Honestly, this is my first time hearing of the avian flu, but you know what? Let's check it out. So we're going to put in the avian. You know, they tend to throw things out there just to have time. Don't even be nothing for real. So it says basically the bird flu, also called highly pathogenic avian influenza, is a viral infection spread from bird to bird. The most common kind of bird flu is the HN, H5N1 strain. It's mostly a threat to birds and doesn't spread easily among people. But there was a major outbreak of a bird flu in. Did they say? Oh, oh, but there, may, but there was a major outbreak of bird flu in people in 2014. So notice how they say, "Hey, it's most commonly to spread from bird to bird." But in 2014, people did catch it. So pay attention to that. And so, oh my gosh, look at this, look at this. Bird flu pushes egg prices up across the United States. Inflation, bird flu impact U.S. bakeries ahead of Easter. Another headline, deadly bird flu outbreak. Supply chain issues cause egg prices to soar. Like, bro, this is real stuff. Like, what's crazy is I'm finna get some farm fresh eggs tomorrow. Like, Like, this is, look at all these headlines in regards to this. I'm finna get some eggs grown from real chickens at a farm non-processed tomorrow and they're absolutely right this is gonna cause the egg press to soar through and look hopefully i can still get my eggs y'all look <laughs> 22 minutes ago very scarily bird flu is unsettingly poultry farmers in suffolk this they yeah, just yeah. they just uh yeah how you gonna be out here selling chicken wings and the birds got the bird flu this was just an article in 22 minutes ago so guys this is not something being promoted in the media but definitely check into this food Seriously. shortage on the way now hold on now 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 this is just just my little hole now let's just say nah we're not gonna go there but anyway food shortage on the way. you know i so it's you know, Ooh, but you just never know. Way. So you guys, um, yeah, pay attention to what's going on. Um, Thanks. we got what we got metaverse company to offer immortality through life forever mode. Yeah. I don't know. I, I told my I I like I low key, I like the idea of it, and that's just 
the demons in me. I got to get them up out of me. I need to pray some more. All right. So give them a brief synopsis of what this uh, life forever mode of the metaverse is going to be and all that type of stuff. Um, long story short, a quote given by one of the people involved with this project basically says, literally, if I die, this is verbatim. Literally, if I die and I have the data collected, people can come and or my kids, they can come in and they can have conversations with my avatar. With my movements, with my voice, he told me, you will meet the person and you will maybe even for the first 10 minutes while talking to that person, you would not know that it's actually an AY. That is the, I mean, AI, that is the goal. So basically the goal is, is that if, you know, something were to ever happen to you and you've been in the metaverse long enough that, Yes, physically, you would be dead. But in the metaverse, you still be living. The computer can continue to carry on without you. So the thing is, it's just that, yeah, they were saying some stuff like, yeah, like when you're when, when you're dead and gone, like people can still come to your avatar and still be able to have connections to your avatar. It'd be like the they way you go hang out. Yeah, it'd be the way you speak, the way you act like they will. They will have all this day, this data say. And the crazy thing is, it's just like about two years ago. I had um, read an article about Microsoft when they were just like, uh, you know, they're coming out with some type of technology where they'll be able to upload your conscience to a database, to a computer server. And I thought at the time, I'm like, yo, that's some outlandish type stuff. Like, I don't even think I can believe some type of stuff like that. Yeah. But lo and behold, here comes the metaverse and all this technology stuff. And now it's all making sense. And that was an article, of course, that wasn't promoted heavily out heavily out there, but it was out there. And so, again, I thought that was just like some I don't want to say fairy tales type stuff. I'm like, how would they be able to upload your conscience and and use that to their advantage? But and you know, if, if, if only you knew what they had, the technology and the means to do, man, you would be blown yeah. away. And it's not even get, it's getting to the point where they're not even going to need the Oculus in a while for them to go to the metaverse. Like you've seen the Ray-Ban partnership and everything with Facebook. They're coming out with the Ray-Bans. You know, those are just those are not just for technical advancements. Those are so you can stay in the metaverse. You don't have to have the big helmet situation on or nothing like that. You can just have on a regular pair of sunglasses and be walking down the street in the metaverse. Which, I will be again, another another thing that I feel is twofold, but I do believe there could be some great benefits to those glasses, such as, you know, like with drivers, truck drivers and stuff like that, people who work on the road. So instead of you having to look down and back and forth between your GPS and your phone, as long as you have your glasses on, your glasses can automatically show you the route as you're driving you don't your glass you don't think that will cause any eyesight problem oh okay so you're saying something i'm thinking okay i'm thinking about the like little, say when you're I'm driving the metaverse down. goggles no, so. no 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 yeah that's what i'm saying like regular ray-ban sunglasses like some regular glasses on like some regular glasses on and when you're driving down the street instead of the arrow being on your phone it's gonna be in the street because it's gonna be on you know it's coming from your glass so when you're driving down the street the, the arrow for the gps will be in the street okay. the highlighted path will be in the street actually Okay. Based off, you know, your sunglass, you know, your glasses giving off the thing. Um, what was that once? Um, what's it called? Um, the hologram. They're basically what it is, like a hologram. Mm, okay. What if? I don't know. What if? Do you think this whole metaverse stuff is going to work out as they planned? Because I really 
think they have big plans for this. I mean, considering the number of people buying land in the metaverse, I will be interested to see if they're going to make some type of laws in the metaverse. You know what I mean? Well, they've got no uh, choice. People, they've already had a sexual assault. Right. I know. I'm saying I will be to see if those laws can pass over to the real world. Like, yo, you just you just rape five people in the metaverse and rob five people in the metaverse. Are you going to have police at your door? You know what I mean? You just you I just, you just yes. vandalize somebody's. Yeah, um, I would say yes. You just vandalize somebody's property in the metaverse that they literally pay real money for. Yeah. And you don't think you're going to have any yes. consequences? Yeah, I would say yes. So if you steal from someone in the metaverse, I would say yes, they will lock you up. Um, if you rape someone in the metaverse. The way that the law system works is that you physically don't have to. You physically I don't physically have to touch a woman to harass her. Mm -hmm. You know, there's verbal harassment, you know, and stuff like that. These are all forms of sexual harassment. I'm pretty sure if you rape someone in the metaverse, it's another form of sexual harassment. No doubt about it. Because even if you didn't touch them physically, they are traumatized just by the fact that they had this headset on and they were telling you to stop and you just continue, you know. So there's that. But it, it, it can get weird and dicey real quick. No doubt about it. For sure, man. And uh, before we get into um, our... Uh I know we've got a little sports segment, but I also want to get into this. Uh, and I don't know if you want to pull this up, but a uh, new Chinese law bans the word Christ on social media. They says it causes incitement. According to a new report, the policy also regular uh, the, the, the policy. The, the policy also regulates license life. The, 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 uh, the policy also requires licensing and training to post Christian and religious content on the internet. Mm. The Chinese Communist Party's new law dubbed the measures of the administration of the internet, religious information services prohibits individuals and organizations from posting religious information on the internet unless they have first obtained permission from a, from a uh, government department, according to China Aid which monitors religious freedom within the country. So basically, you can't really post a uh, religious post or post anything about Christ unless you're licensed or you have training to do. Or unless it's been augmented. Yeah. Unless, unless you're teaching the Christ that I want you to teach. Teach it the way that I want you to teach it. That is insane. And I didn't hear anything about this. But if you just type Why it. Why would you though? If you type it in and we're not, well, you know, we're not going to get too deep into it. But if you just say, if you just type in um, China bans Christ, bans Christ on social media. Uh oh, but look what you get. It's a true story. Oh, they've been. Look at that. Yeah, they've been on this type of time. This is something that you won't you won't see, you know, you won't hear about this in the news. I actually saw someone post this and I didn't even think it was true. So. How do you feel about it? I feel it's insanely weird that they will pass a law for that. But you. But why? Why would it cause incitement? What is because when you look up the, at the end of times, you will be judged for believing in, you know. You'll be judged for believing in the judge. When you look at the word incitement, it says the action of provoking unlawful behavior or urging someone to behave unlawfully. Well, so no, 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 no,
It said incitement is the act of provoking unlawful behavior or urging someone to behave unlawfully. So if you're banning how they're saying the story of Christ and Jesus is Lord is is un, it's unreal. It's unlawful. But they said th- but they said the word Christ on social media causes incitement. That's that's what I'm stuck on. Yeah, incitement means unlawful and stuff like that. They're basically saying that the word Christ will cause someone to be unlawful. If you believe in Jesus Christ and you're believing in unlawful stuff, well, you got to remember, we're talking about China. You're not allowed to voice your physical. You're not allowed to voice your opinions. But if you're believing in God and you're following the faith, then, you know, the Bible tells you to do so. You read the Bible, you're not supposed to keep the word to yourself. I guess you? when I hear of the word incitement, um, I'm saying, um, go ahead. I'm saying, what I'm saying is when you read the Bible and you get the word of God, do you keep that to yourself or do you want to spread? But you're not okay. So keeping keeping what you're saying, taking that definition. So no, I'm, I'm not I'm incitement saying. anybody to commit a crime. I'm not listen inciting. To what, listen to what I just said. When you get the word, don't you want to spread the word? Right, but what I'm saying Listen is to, that check me out. You want to spread the word, right? The definition of incitement is to spread something. No, no, is, no. What? The action of provoking unlawful behavior, urging someone to behave unlawfully. What I'm telling you is learning the word. For example, the amount of, to an excitement to commit murder in criminal law, incitement is encouragement of another to do something of what criminal activity. You, and what I'm telling you, the fact that you read the Bible and you want to voice your opinions to someone else about the Bible is unlawful in China. They, you're not allowed to do that. You're not allowed to voice your opinions about nothing, specific things. So if me and you want to sit and have mm-hmm. this conversation we're having right now, this is illegal. This conversation we're right, having right but, now. Right, but what is it inciting? I just told you it's inciting you to be unlawful. I have specific laws and things. I run things a specific way over here. Reading the Bible would have you out here trying to eat another kind of way, trying to live life another kind of way. And that's not how we live life out here. Reading the Bible going to have you out here want land. You don't want to live off the land. You don't want to be careful. You know what I'm saying? You want to be kind. You want to be courteous. You know, you want to be thoughtful of others. You want to love everyone. That's not what we teach over here. No, no. We're not thoughtful to everyone. We're thoughtful to each other. And, and some of us ain't even thoughtful for good reason. Some of us are higher than others. That's not what that's not what you know Jesus is about. Well, that's guys, they definitely uh banned the word over there, and it's a story that you can just put in. I bet you can say Buddha. Yeah, and this is a story that you I lie and all of that. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, they didn't say that. Yeah. I lie. And um, if you all you all can just put this in the simple Google search, and it'll definitely pop right up. Yeah, it's um, actually real. Yeah, I didn't think it was, when I saw it, I didn't think it was real at first. I'm like, man, I ain't never heard of this, but um, obviously it is. Um, yeah. There's so much that the Bible teaches us about the truth and everything like that, that it actually makes absolute sense. That's what I was trying to get you, you know what I'm saying? It makes sense to me. Yes, speaking about Jesus is inside me. Yeah, it is. It'll incite you to do some unlawful things in today's day and age in this world that we're talking about, because there's a lot of wrong that's considered right and a lot of right that's considered wrong. So, yeah, it's real easy for you to be considered doing something unlawful nowadays. Yeah. Um, so while we're on the topic of religion, um, I guess uh, there's a documentary on Discovery uh, Hill song. So this uh, documentary basically is uh talking about this mega church um of course that um oh, yeah. with the scandal have you heard about that yeah this is what i was talking about when okay. i told you i ain't know the name of it i had seen a commercial for it i ain't know the name of the song movie though but i seen the trailer for it i was like whoa 
Oh, okay, cool. Because I haven't heard anything about it. Um, so basically, it's uh, about a mega church. Um, they this mega church has attracted stars like Chris Pat, Kendall Jenner, Nick Jonas, Justin Bieber. Um, they have been in outlets and in, in GQ. You know, they've been popular among social media. Um, the celebrity pastor was Carl Lentz. Um, it's an international mega church named Hillsong that became uh, really in- trendy and influential. Mm. Uh, but also, the mega church was exposed. Uh, a new three-part documentary series uh, that had came out on March 24th on Discovery basically taps into the history of the religious institution and its founder, Brian Houston, who who has been accused of everything from embezzling church funds to covering up child sex abuse. Um, He's currently 68 years old and he has stepped down as a church's director in January, aiming a court case accusing Houston of hiding his late father's sexual abuse of children, all of which the church has denied and he has resigned for good. Um, But this church was surrounded with scandals. Um, Matthew McConaughey and Justin Bieber. Yeah, they were all there. It said Hillsong originated in Australia in 1983, founded by Houston. Um, But yeah, so that's just a little update on that. Um, Man. (sighs) What's up with celebrities and cults? If your favorite celebrity belongs to a cult, Look at them no different than you look at the politicians that belong to the secretive societies or fraternities or sororities. But it's like some people, they just like they they're just they're just taking things in for the moment. Like they don't look into like who's all involved in what club, what cult. You know what I mean? Some people just take entertainment and things in for uh, what, what it's for. Well, they don't come to you and say, hey, this is a club. No, they come to you and say this is a cult. And then you ask them what kind of cult and you've already done it. What kind of, they come to you, Myra, and they tell you, hey, we got this great cult going down. What's the first thing? They're not going to call it a cult, though. They're, they're going to say Sure they are. They're not lying to these folks. I don't think they're, they're lying not, to they're, these gonna, They're not going to promote it. Hey, guess what? We're a cult. You want to be a part? No. No. It is one for sure. But that's not the gimmick you use to get people to get in. I, I'm with you on that. I'm just saying, when you get there, it's very easy to tell. Hey, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey. <laughs> hey. What y'all burning? What y'all burning that stuff over there for? What is they doing to them? What are these little kids doing here? Oh, no. Yeah. It's real. Like, even, even when you look at the uh, who the real Jim Jones was, uh, when he had all those people. Oh, yeah following him to that island and convince them all to uh, poison themselves. Well, because uh, they really believed in this man. Convince them all to die. They really believed in this man and thought that he was the way, you know, that he was a man of God. And uh, I remember journalists and reporters would fly over to see what was going on the island. I think they came, some of them came up dead and I think they were actually going to come and get him. And uh, he convinced all of them to, to dr- to drink the poison. Yeah, it was. It's, that's that stuff's a shame. And um, that was crazy, man. But it's just kind of like whatever you all get into, whatever you all just know that Jesus is Lord and Jesus is the way. When you when you the real Jesus. Yes. When you look at 
people say, oh, if I follow Jesus, I can't have fun. I can't do this. What he's basically saying is like, yo, I, I want you to find somebody to marry. You don't need to be out here sleeping with tons of people. You don't need to be fornicating. You leaving, you leaving yourself open to energy, to different spirits. You know, I, I want you sober minded because if you're not, you're leaving yourself open to different thoughts and energy and, and spirits, you know, worship one God, which is, which is me. You can't worship multiple things. You know what I mean? Don't murder. Don't cheat. Don't steal. Worship. Believe in me. If you believe in me and worship me, I can bless. I can bless you as well. Yeah. But um. But yeah, that's enough about that. But yeah, man, just like kind of pay attention to what uh, you know. A lot of people worship these celebrities, man, without even knowing it. They want to say, "Oh, okay, she got her hair done like this. Let me get my hair done like this. She's wearing this outfit. I'm going to wear this outfit." And and you know, people are getting their bodies changed and done for what? For for their idols. They're worshiping idols. So yeah, man. Um, guys, too. I don't. You got anything else, Mojo? Not on that. No, not really, man. Truthfully, it's sad. We we got we got no guidance. Long story short, we've got no guidance. Therefore, we'll follow anything. And but you have a way to have guidance. But people ruin. They try to ban that. They try to make that. The, the oh, they try to make it's that insightful. Yeah, they try to make that insightful. They try to make it, oh, it's not cool. Oh, it's a, just another religion. You know what I mean? And they, they key everything religion just so they can fall into the pot. Well, yeah, and that's, you know. And when is. Yeah, you, matter of fact, yeah, I got something else. The Bible's not a religion, it is a way of life. It is the way of life. It is not just the, the only way of life and if you don't believe it's the only way of life then how come we're still using it to this day everything in this world is built and struck constructed off of it and technically this world is being ran based off of it oh i gotta say and ain't no religion in this world that doesn't confirm the bible also Mm. It's like, a, and then majority yeah, of these religion just talk. tries to discredit Jesus. The whole point is that, and, and that's, that's what why they're for him. Yeah, there's only one person that's hated throughout the world like that. Jesus is the only other. You know what? Jesus and and some African Americans got a lot in common. That's enough about that. But um, <laughs> I ain't gonna get into that. But yeah, that's something else too. That's yeah. But I don't have anything else. You got anything else? Um, I do. Before we get out of here, so I want to talk about something real quick. Let me let me slow the music down. So I want to talk about something real quick. So the whole NFL lawsuit with Brian Flores suing the NFL over um, unlawful employment practices and stuff like that, right? I remember when this suit first came out, I want to be very specific. I want to get the direct quote, um, sorry, quote, quote together. Because when he first came out with the lawsuit, the NFL came out with a tweet and they were very strong and defiant in that tweet, as a matter of fact. But they said that this has, here we go. This case has no merit. Mm. Yeah. Says this case against the NFL has no merit and they've always practiced safe and, you know, equality practices, practices when it comes to hiring and firing of coaches. Right. 
I beg to differ. So when they said that this has no merit, correct? Mm-hmm. Let me show you what no merit sounds like. I'll, I'll tell you guys this. Uh, I've always prided Turn myself in doing the right thing um, in this business, and I can't say that's true about everybody. This, in this is it's, 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 this is the 2016 Mike Malarkey, head coach of the 2016 Tennessee Titans, who also ended up drafting number two overall that year. I believe it was Marcus Mariota in the Jameis Winston draft. Listen to what he said, because the NFL said that his lawsuit has no merit. Brian Flores, your, your lawsuit has no merit. Tell me, does this sound I'll, like I'll tell you guys this? Uh, I've always prided myself in doing the right thing. Um, in this business, and I can't say that's true about everybody in this business. It's a, it's a it's a it's a very cutthroat business, and a lot of guys will tell you that. But I, I allowed myself uh, at one point when I was in Tennessee uh, to get caught up in something I, I regret, and I still regret it. But uh, the ownership there, uh, Amy Adams Trunk and her family, came in and, and told me I was going to be the head coach in 2016 uh, before they went through the the Rooney Rule. And so I sat there knowing I was the head coach in 16 as they went through this fake hiring process, knowing uh, knowing a lot of the coaches that they were interviewing. Knowing how much they prepared to go through those interviews, knowing so pause that, it real quick. That everything they could do, and they had no chance of getting that job. And actually, the GM John Robinson, he was in on the interview with me. He's he so has pause it real quick. he's interviewing me that I have the job already. And it was I, at I, this I moment read, that he knew he fucked up. So basically, he just long, so, well, home, long story short, just so people can understand what's going on. Basically, he was he had known of noti- he had been notified that he had already got the coaching job, but. It will, there were still other people interviewing for the job, not knowing that that so, that someone had already gotten the job. You know, they kept that hush hush and they were basically just interviewing for no reason. So, you know, they're going to have the draft in a few weeks, right? Yeah. Going into this NFL season, they came to me after the NFL draft. They come to me and tell me I've got the coaching job for next year. That means the standing coach of this year is getting fired and whomsoever replies or try to apply for this job, no matter what they've done, what they what credentials they pull off this year. Doesn't matter. I've already got the job, which goes directly against what the NFL calls the Rooney rule, which comes from the Pittsburgh Steelers and being Art Rooney family and everything like that. They made this rule called the Rooney rule where you have to interview at least one minority coach before making a head coaching decision they've clearly made a decision already before even bringing in the one minority to interview which makes it even harder for minority coaches to get a job because next thing you know they've done three interviews with teams who've probably already premeditated had a coach in their mind since the year before and now that coach looks like he can't interview well because he got turned down by three teams who already picked out a coach before they even brought him in the building and they're telling Mr. Brian Flores, that this lawsuit has no merit. It was at this moment. I want to continue, knew. though, because I like up. where he going, because he started name dropping. John Robinson, keep that in mind. Because I pride myself in my, my kids first that they do the right thing. And I always said that to the players. And here I am, the head guy not doing it. And I've regretted that since then. It was the wrong thing to do. I, I'm sorry I did that. Um, but it was not the way to go about it. I should have interviewed like everybody else and got hired because of the interview. Not not early on. So that's that's probably my biggest regret. I appreciate it. We need more coaches. Well, why is he saying this now? Hold on. No, wait. No, 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 no. Why is, he, why is he saying this now? Is he saying this because he can't get a job now? Is he saying this because he having beef with the people that he was once good with? Now, all of a sudden, you're finally saying this. How come you didn't say this two, two, three years ago? Why all of a sudden now you choose this time to say it? So well, I, I agree you. with I'm him. With I agree. No, hold on. I agree with him coming out and saying all that to let people in and know. But come on, bro. Some what did they kick you out the club? 
I'm with you on that. I don't think, um, first of all, I don't think Mike Malarkey could get a head coaching job. However, if Arizona, and remember, we talked about Steve Wilkes last week when I told you Arizona fired the black head coach after the first year and brought in a losing coach from college who had never coached in NFL, and he was a losing coach in college as well, and they brought him in, right? Mm-hmm. He joined the lawsuit as well. And with him joining the lawsuit, if Mike Malarkey can't get a head coaching job, I don't know who can. So basically, they were going to they've hired a college coach with no coaching experience in the NFL who had a losing record in college. Houston. Before the Brian Flores lawsuit was going to hire Josh McCown, who was a former quarterback backup all his life. They was going to hire him. And guess what he's doing? He's not even the head coach. He's an assistant coach on a high school football team. And the Houston Texans was going to bring him straight through the ranks, past college and high school, straight to the NFL. So basically what sounds like to me what's going on is kind of like what goes through at a job process. You Absolutely. know, basically you get interviewed. They know and then hire somebody uh, two days ago, a couple yep. of days ago, and they still got to add the paper. And you show up with your nice suit on thinking you're going to get the job saying all this and that, not knowing they already have somebody hired. Yeah, truthfully, the Truthfully, the company said that you have to hire six people. The company says. The law states basically that you have to hire, you have to interview six, you have to interview six people per position. Right. So for this position here requires that you hire, uh, that you bring in at least six people for an interview. The company says that's fine bringing those six people, but I want you to hire that guy. Well, I want you to hire that woman. So you bring in all six people, but you know, out the gate, which one you're going to hire? I, I you're just sitting there listening I, I to the rest of You know, my regret knowing that I had the job and I, I <laughs> come on, bro. I don't want to hear that. Nah, I'm sorry, Bojo. I don't want to hear that. Bro. No, no, no. I'm not caping, well, for, I'm not caping for him. I don't I don't know why he came out and said this, but I don't believe it was because of he couldn't get a job and he's got venom towards the NFL. I'm with you. He came out for a reason. I just don't know what it is. It's not that it's, it's something else. There's a reason, though. I'm with you. There's a reason, but that's not it. And I'm with you. We're going to keep a calm. We're going to keep a um, we're going to keep track on this young man to try to figure out and discover what happened. You know, why did he come out? I'm with you. What, what, what was it that made him come out and, you know, go ahead and just keep it G real and say, you know what? Ah, I'm sorry, y'all. I got to tell the truth because I want to hear this one part again. Team, as they went through this fake hiring process, knowing, fake hiring knowing a lot process. of coaches that they were interviewing, knowing how much they prepared to go through those interviews. You heard him, what he just said. I knew a lot of the coaches they were interviewing. Mm. Yeah, man, so, but you know what? It's a cold game. <laughs> it's, a, it's a cold game and uh, just people, if you... <laughs> It's gonna it's gonna cave in one way or another. Somebody's not gonna be happy. Somebody's gonna get fired. Somebody somebody's not gonna be happy with with the end of the stick that they got. Yeah. And the dominoes are gonna start to start to fall. So um, keep your head up, Brian Flores. You know, you're on my Steelers right now. Hopefully, we can start gaining some traction behind this lawsuit. He a head coach? No, he's um our uh, defensive coordinator. Kudos to him. I don't even think he's our coordinator. I think he's a linebacker's coach. I think it's even more disrespectful. Hey. Would you accept the job? He ain't got no choice. What other job could he get? You're suing the NFL. You're lucky you got a job. 
the only how he got the job he's on now is because he got hired by the only black coach left at the time in the NFL who is also coaching for the team that made the Rooney Rule. Mm. I'm interested to see Shout how this whole feelings. if the NFL is sort of going to going to implement new rules and regulations. Well, they already and, have. Um, yeah, but I don't think that's I don't think no, they've implemented rules and regulations that could actually stop the stop the stuff that's actually going on now. You know what I mean? Um, I don't I think, think they can actually do that. I think that the thing is, is that the NFL is basically a dictatorship so the nfl you see roger goodell and everyone thinks that roger goodell holds the ultimate power in the nfl where he does have the ultimate say with the nfl is dictated by the 32 owners so what's gonna have to happen is is that in a situation like this with brian flores is suing the nfl if his lawsuit is found to have merit actually to find you know if they um actually find out that this lawsuit does have merit and that there is something going on and that yes you're a private industry and I can't make you hire him, but as long as the government or, you know, the court can find that there's foul play, the NFL has to step in. And even though the owners are the ones paying the paychecks of Roger Goodell in the NFL, the NFL has to step in and slap the hand of that owner. And yes, all 32 owners work together and everything like that. But the owners are going to have to agree to serve one of themselves up on a platter. So whomsoever is the organization that gets caught with foul play in court, the NFL needs to serve them up. And so do the owners. The owners need to serve them up on a platter. Hey, I know we all doing it, but you got caught. Hey, you just going to deal with it. Got caught, man. So for that, sure. that's what I think should happen. The moment that they start losing equitable dollars in draft picks, they'll start changing the hiring practices. They'll start giving people for sure. Uh, definitely. I think uh, got to hit them in the pockets where it hurts. You know, I'll be interested to, again to see what uh, what regulations and that they will start to uh, implement that can prevent this. Yeah. Right now, I see they're passing some stuff that's not going to stop anything, to be honest. If nah. anything, they're gonna they're gonna be more they're gonna be more mindful who they let in the club of who, of who they of who they start. They're gonna be more nah, mindful. I really need but, someone in the in in the in the club. Yeah. So I don't know, but uh, yeah, I think it's. But honestly, you know, to be honest, um, I definitely think that it should be definitely you know if you get a coaching job, it definitely should be based on your skill, what you bring to the table. You know, winning games, but obviously, you know, that's not all what it's always about. Uh, you know, everybody has their own agendas. So hey, we'll see. And I'll keep an eye on it to see what 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 goes on. Long story short, the NFL owners are liars. They're liars. They say they hire people based on the potential to win games. They're lying. <laughs> They're lying. <laughs> They may work. That may work for the players, but when it comes to the coaches, oh, it's a complete lie. General management and stuff like, hundred percent lie, hundred <laughs> percent. I've got several. I've got several explanations. I got a long laundry list of examples to use. They're lying. They're lying. Um, sure, man. Anything else? No, I don't have anything else. But I definitely want to take you. Uh, definitely, uh, if you all are seeing this part, you all have tuned in for the full show. So we definitely Facts. appreciate you all. Check. Like, comment, subscribe. Give us feedback. And send in them emails, man. You know, send in them emails. If y'all see something that y'all like or y'all hear something that y'all feel like wasn't quoted correctly or something like that, send in them emails. Join the conversation, you know. Definitely Get appreciate it. Send in your topics. At T-W-I-S-T-E-D-Y-O-U-N-G-I-N-Z at 
gmail.com. Twisted Youngins with a Z at gmail.com. Thank you guys. And I'm Myra B. King. And it's your boy Mojo.